For as long as there have been markets of any type, stock, bond, real estate, precious metals, anything involving commodities, there have always been charlatans, con artists, fraudsters who are the epitome of absolute hogwash. There's always those who are selling get-rich-quick schemes, selling hope to the uninformed. In every single case, the returns generally turn out to be too good to be true. And I will tell you without any doubt or hesitation, what's going on concerns me because we quite literally have a house of cards, a Ponzi scheme that exists throughout the federal government, and nobody wants to say anything about it for one reason one reason only. The flood of money is propping up a tremendous number of people and businesses. And if it stops, there are a lot of people and a lot of businesses. They're flat out of luck. I don't like chicken littles, doomsayers, people who always view the glass as half empty rather than half full. Don't like it. But what I will tell you is an unbridled positive mental attitude does not mean that just because you wish it, it's going to come true. You know, Charles Ponzi is probably the most famous fraudster. Thus, the name is now embodied as the Ponzi scheme or the Ponzi period. Bernie Madoff did a Ponzi and Bernie's dead. Thank goodness. He wasn't the first to do it. Charles Ponzi wasn't the first. There were many, many people who scammed their way to success going back to the days of Adam and Eve. You see, oh, Charles Ponzi, he wasn't that greedy. He just promised all of his clients 50% returns within a month and 100% within three months by investing in, what do you think? What do you think? Gold? Nope. Silver? No. Wheat? Barley? Hey, nope. Cows? Pig's feet? Hog jowls? Nope. They were investing in postal stamps. <laughs> Well, of course, there is really no real investing going on when you're buying postal stamps. And so what Ponzi was doing, he was robbing Peter to pay Paul. Uh, we could say that the federal government's doing the same thing right now, always kicking everything to the next administration, kicking the can. So you use new money from new clients to pay old clients, and everybody's all excited with the rates of return, but... You can only maintain it as long as you've got a unbridled supply of new clients. The problem is there's only so many people on earth and at least 75% of the world's population has an IQ below room temperature. That's right. So what's a comfortable room temperature? I don't know, 75? You get the point, right? I've said a lot of mean things about a lot of people. One of the things I say often is that most people are dumb. I've also said, it's not a politician. And I would not debate anytime, anyplace, anywhere, under any circumstance, under, well, any topic. Because I view most politicians as dumber than a sack of rocks. And yet, these people know how to have thick skin and they are Machiavellian in their pursuit through emotional manipulation. I don't know. Maybe they're the successful ones in life. But what I do know is I go to bed and I sleep very well. I could not do that if I was one of them. And yet our government and everybody knows what's going on. We're robbing future generations to pay the current generation. Nobody cares. Absolutely nobody cares. So the Ponzi scheme, eh for old Charles ran about three years and everything fell apart. But here's the thing. 
Fraud goes on every day right under our noses. The 2008 financial crisis was absolutely no exception, none whatsoever. I said back then to every person I could get to come to a workshop in our seminar room here at the office, this is a time when I could comfortably seat 75 people in a very large room that we've now divided up into offices. Technology, don't need to do that anymore. I told people, I don't get it. The purpose of this seminar is to tell you, I've been in the business a long time. I don't get it. I used to tell a story about two fellows who worked at Lowe's. They worked in the paint department, and they were of Indian and Pakistani or Bangladesh-type descent. Heavy accents, but they were understandable in terms of English. And they were pretty sloppy at what they were doing because they were always focused on what house they had bought, and they were flipping and fixing and etc. Oh, it was probably maybe 2011, maybe. I was in Lowe's and I saw one of these guys. Now remember, they always work together and I just did what I normally do. I never met a stranger. I struck up a conversation and the guy was happy to have a conversation. So I began asking about some paint and something I was not interested in. And then I said, oh, I remember years ago you used to do real estate and you were flipping homes and everything else. How did it all turn out? Because it was always fascinating listening to you and your partner. Well, I got an earful. Let me summarize it. He and the partner basically came to blows. For some reason or another, it turned into a criminal matter besides civil. And the end result for both is that they were broke, filed bankruptcy, and um, didn't have a pot to pee in. We're sorry. The number you have dialed is not in service at this time. There are a lot of people who talk about historic market crashes, and they talk about fraud. But the problem is those things are right under your nose. And people just simply need to know who they're dealing with, what's involved, get it in writing, and verify. And it's always the same thing. Well, I got this return of 20% last year, and we're going to be able to do it next year because we got this secret formula. This secret formula came to us by way of a bottle down the Brazos River. cracked that bottle open one day and said, wonder what's in there? And we said, well, my goodness, it's a, uh, it's a treasure map. 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 It's a treasure map that says how to invest in the stock market and get 20% return every year. So we've been doing that, and we can get it to you as well. But all you need to do is write that check now, make it payable to me personally, because I have the secret key. Treasure map. Treasure map. Treasure map. Treasure map. Treasure map. You buy that nonsense? Apparently a lot of people do. They buy it because if you understand what a hedge fund is, where you're paying 2 or 3% every year plus a percentage of the profits, you were from 20 to 30%, holy crap, that's a lot of money, right? People say, well, hey, listen, I'm a, we're making money, he's making money, I'm all happy. What happens when you're not making money, it goes down like a rock and you're still paying that 2%. Maybe you'd like to have some of that money back. But getting people to understand the cost of investing is one of the hardest things in the world to do. You see, one of the other things that is a sure telltale sign that something doesn't smell right in Denmark 
just not the cheese that's been left out overnight. Oh, no. No, no, no! It's the hogwash they're selling when they have this incredibly smooth, never rocky rate of return. I've done some reviews with clients recently. There's been some big swings in the market. Some of my clients lost a phenomenal amount of money in right after the real estate debacle and not long ago in 2020. But you see, we don't invest to our liking. We invest to the appropriate style of the client. We have no incentive to overinvest. We want our clients to have enough cash. Something I talk about all the time, you got to have dry powder to make moves when the opportunity exists. Buy low, <laughs> sell high. Really hard to do. And so in all of the cases, by simply hanging in there, guess what happened? Things came back and they came back huge because we had some cash to push in. We did just fine and dandy. So you go back to Bernie Madoff, who was showing people going back to 1979, he was steadily getting 20% returns. Yeah. Now you want to know why he clipped so many people for an estimated $64 billion? Look, the red flags are always obvious, okay? They're obvious. They're fictional trades. They're for Gazi, for Gazi. Hey, that doesn't make any difference. It doesn't exist. But when you have people say they have a magic formula, I'm not going to share it. I share, just so you know, our formula. If you can do it yourself, go knock yourself out. But our pricing is so fair that why would you bother? Again, remember, I used the word team. Time, effort, aggravation, and money. It's not worth your time, your, uh, your effort, the aggravation, or the money. You can't compete. Why would you do it? So one of the things that Bernie Madoff uses, I should say used because he's dead and he's out of business, of course. Bernie Madoff used a thing called solicitors. And the solicitors had agreements. And if they brought business in, they got paid. We don't do that. I don't believe in that. So these solicitors made big fat fees. And when everybody began to realize that, some people said, mm, I don't like that. When you have got somebody with extraordinary, consistent, steady returns, when volatility has been ruling the roost and they're still just plugging along, nothing huge, no big up and down, man, little lumps, hogwash, pure hogwash. I've had occasion clients who got so upset because they made more money than they anticipated. I had a client one time, and you have to understand, I won't be mean about it, but they're not of my political persuasion or ideology in any way, shape, or form. Why they ever selected us, I don't know. And I will assure you that that doesn't happen anymore. I make sure to eliminate those types of people because I just don't want to deal with their grief. I got a fever. Guess what? Yeah, baby, just say it. I could have used a little more cowbell. Guess what? I got a fever. I like what I'm hearing. I got to have more cowbell. They actually terminated us because we made them too much money. Really did. The guy, the last thing he said to me, he said, I made more money last year in the first quarter than I've ever made when I worked. There's no way you know what you're doing. <laughs> and I just, uh, I just couldn't believe that. It wasn't that we did anything outrageous. It was, an, it was a very balanced portfolio, but we caught the timing just right. We had a, our asset allocation and the holdings were such that we, we caught a wave and we missed a few weeks where the market was very turbulent and down. He got in just at the right time. I described all this. Making a difference. Because he made more money <laughs> for part 
of a year than he ever made when he was working. It meant that we were doing something wrong. There's a garbage can in the northeast corner. You drop the bags and leave. I remember saying to him, I said, look, you see the portfolio. You see the holdings. There's hundreds and hundreds of stocks there. Oh, it doesn't make any difference. So you can see every single transaction, the capital gains and the profits doesn't make any difference. We went through the asset allocation. You signed all the forms. This is what you wanted. It didn't make any difference. You did better than you should have. Something, something's got to be wrong. <laughs> you can't make that stuff up. I also know that the guy was dead within three years. And that was just a precursor to him losing his mind. And there were other issues involving heart, diabetes, and the beginnings of Alzheimer's. Nothing you can do about that. Unfortunately, those are the kind of people that can also go to the other direction, and they're the most gullible, and they will do the damnedest, dumbest things in the world. So if you make too much or you don't make enough or, you know, you, everything is down. So if you're down, you're always wrong. And that's another little thing, just real quickly. You do realize that if the entire market is down by 20% and your portfolio is down by five and you're trying to track the market, you had a hell of a year. You beat the market by 15%. Oh, but I still lost five. Yeah, I understand that. But, but Bob, but Bob, you said you want us to equal the market and... We beat it. No, you didn't. You lost. No, Bob, we're not basing upon a zero rate of return. You wanted to compete against what? The stock market, the S&P 500. Yeah, I know, but we still lost money. So that's bad. I want to move my money. I'm putting money in the bank. I would have made more money last year than I had in the bank. Yeah, Bob, you take all the years we've been together, you're averaging a 13.5% rate of return. Doesn't make any difference if you lost money last year. You cannot argue with people like that. is one of the reasons why we've changed our methodology of doing business. You know, a lot of regulators focus on the lowest hanging fruit out there. I get that because they're under pressure to do what they need to do for statistics. It's like police officers and deputy sheriffs or troopers. You know, it's the first of the month or end of the month. You never want to speed at the end of the month. Got to get those quotas in. And if you think that's not a thing, that's it is. There's a lot of shoddy oversight, good people who want to do good jobs, but they can't cut them loose because of politics or complexity, a lack of funding, all oh, the money's there, they just won't spend it, on the really big guys. You know, I don't know if you know this, but Bernie Madoff was immediately cleared by the guys from many decades ago at the SEC back in the 80s and 90s. He was investigated and they just passed it off. So again, sometimes we have this approach, you know, everything is too big to fail. We've been using that philosophy when it comes to investing, but the reality in life is this. There are a lot of charlatans, con artists, fraudsters out there, and they're not just limited to the regulated stock markets. All of this cryptocurrency, man, y'all need to be really careful on that. There's so many different dot-com, greatest thing in the world, now gambling. You know, here's a kicker. The district attorney in Manhattan has just announced that he is no longer going to prosecute anyone for prostitution. So he went to court by way of a digital conference, probably Zoom, to have almost a thousand cases dismissed. Now you can argue pro or con on that, but you know what I first thought of? I wonder how long before someone creates a company and says, hey, we have legalized prostitution now in New York. We're putting together a company. We're selling shares of stock. We're going to get high-end girls, yada, 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 some real cute uh, gigolos, man, bada bing, bada boom, bada bang. We're making a lot of money. They don't prosecute. That means it's legal. 
it's not legal. You still have the Man Act. You have bringing people over borders for the purposes of prostitution. You have human trafficking. That's what they call basically prostitution now. They don't use the word prostitution. They just call it human trafficking. And so everything in the world gets lumped into that. Just like I'll tell you something you might want to do. Look up the word dumb, D-U-M-B. Go to Google. Go to Webster. And it it will give you every definition other than a simpleton, a moron, an idiot. Now they say that the word dumb is a pejorative. You know, I do remember when an imbecile was a medical term. <laughs> now the imbeciles are writing dictionaries. One thing is for sure, charlatans, con artists, and fraudsters are out there. As Reagan said, trust but verify. And if you don't know how to verify, you have my number. You will pay us, but we know how to verify. For access to the daily Paul Truesdell podcast, simply contact Paul. How do you do that? Well, it's a test. Those who can figure it out are welcome.